Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome, Neil. Good to have you back. Hi, Matt. How are you? Very good, thank you. So, I think as we, you know, as, as we're looking to the week ahead, um, I think the stories this week really are starting quite close to home. Perhaps with the Bank of England and then moving further afield. So, as you're looking into the week ahead, what in particular are you going to be focusing on? Yeah, thanks, Matt. I mean, you know, uh, after another fascinating week in financial markets, you know, we've had the Fed. Uh, we've had uh, U.S. and European Q2 GDP, uh, some exceptional earnings figures, quite very impressive uh, numbers, uh, not just from the U.S., but uh, but around the globe, uh, and some notable volatility uh, in China asset markets uh, and some uncertainties over regulation. Now, we're more of the view that uh, China regulatory pivot is in line with its long-run objectives uh, of deleveraging and, and uh, adjusting compositional growth and even consistency with the, the, the recent three-child policy uh, rather than something more sinister and aimed at equity markets or even foreign investors. Now, we've also had uh, the updated uh, IMF World Economic Outlook forecasts uh, with global growth unchanged this year, despite some notable compositional shifts and very much in line with our long held views uh, on differentiation. But our big focus this week, firstly, the central banks are back in town. The Bank of England is back in focus. Uh, And while there's no real prospect of a move in rates, there will be a clear focus in two areas. Firstly, and what the vote split is going to be for continued pace of QE purchases. Uh, we expect this to be maintained, uh, but with Saunders and Ramsden likely to dissent, uh, and recent rhetoric from Vliga and Cunliffe suggests they may not be far behind, it could go very close to the wire, could even be a governor's call. Uh, on inflation forecasts, uh, it's key to the QE vote, but also for policy guidance going forward. There are clearly some still acute supply and demand mismatches in the global economy that are pressuring prices to the top side. Uh, we remain firmly in the transient camp, uh, but pressures on central bankers are likely to rise in the near term. We also hear from the RBA, uh, likely to continue to lean against uh, the rate hike pricing out to the three-year yield con- curve control target. Uh, but with uh, you know Morrison's uh, suggestion just recently that uh, the, the economy won't reopen until uh, the population is 80% vaccinated, could be quite a long wait. Secondly, the big focus of the week is going to be the US employment report. Um, you know, last week's FOMC explicitly linked progress towards monetary normalization in the first instance, uh, tapering of asset purchases, uh, to attaining substantial further progress towards its policy goals. Now, with inflation already somewhat above target, uh, employment gains are now the core driver of US rate pricing. Uh, and likely the dollar. Now, markets are looking for around a million uh, jobs gained in July, with the unemployment rate dipping to 5.6%. A couple of reports like that uh, and the September FOMC rhetoric may be very different indeed. And lastly, the broader data is going to continue to be in focus. You know, the PMI data will be watched very closely from around the globe next week, uh, both in terms of global recovery and also in terms of differentials. Uh, the China official PMI and, and Kaixin will also uh, be a key driver after a volatile week uh, for China assets and sentiment. And also in the US, where last week's Q2 GDP saw disappointment, uh, we retain a long-held view of US outperformance, at least relative uh, to 
DM, and ultimately we see the Q2 miss as a function of supply chain bottlenecks. Uh, you know, consumption certainly surprised to the top side. Uh, you know, you could say that the US is more wheel spinning uh, and not running out of gas. I mean, to take that analogy a little further, you could uh, refer to the US as Lewis Hamilton, the established champion, uh, whereas China, uh, after a uh, a bumpy ride last time out, uh, maybe more akin to Max Verstappen, uh, an exciting prospect for the future. Indeed, a great analogy there, uh, Neil, and also brings us nicely to uh, to perhaps some some interests away from markets. Um, so on the weekend, we've got again. Uh, an embarrassment of riches um, or, or things to be looking at. What's caught your eye? Absolutely. I mean, we'll start uh, more obviously with the Hungarian Grand Prix. I think uh, tension uh, between Verstappen and Hamilton may be quite close uh, this uh, this uh, this time out. Uh, but I do think it uh, sets itself up for a very uh, uh, a very impressive race. Uh, we also have the Olympics. You know, we move to the athletics. It's always the, the core point of any Olympic Games. And this weekend actually sees uh, both men's and women's 100-metre uh, final. I'll certainly be cheering on Dina in the women's on Saturday. And finally, the second test of the British and Irish Lions against South Africa promises to be another crunching game like it was last week. Absolutely. Lots to be looking forward to over the weekend and also for the week to come in the markets. Um, thank you very much again, Neil, for, for joining us. And we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Likewise. Thanks, Matt. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.